Can you see us? Can you hear us? Yes. Hey, everyone. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. Leave it to you. I open it up. Open okay. It up. I know you're all busy as I am. Thank you for making the time. So you'll remember uh, the election happened, but it took a while for the for it to be declared. Right. And so my husband and I were staying in Delaware so we could be near the vice president-elect, I mean, president-elect at the time. You said something to my colleague Kate Snow that about transporting women to other states was something that maybe HHS would take the lead on uh, and help with officially. Have you looked into that and can you legally do it? We are exploring the opportunity to work with others to make sure that if a woman is trying to access that care that she needs, that we'll be supportive of that. Uh, there are a lot of partners, public and private, who are looking into this. We're one of those partners. And I share the public outrage at this extremist court. Yeah, what we need to do domestically, what we need to do to bring down the cost of gas. Uh, well, right? <laughs> right? I seen a meme the other day that said, me Googling online how to make gas at home. Okay? Ooh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. Hilarious. <laughs> It is July 5th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us all across the internet. Check the link tree. It's in the description. It has all of Rob's socials. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. I'm a Yankee doodle dandy. A Yankee doodle do or die. Still, we just got through with July 4th. Independence Day, America, baby. As you see, I'm still here at Independence Hall, just soaking it all in what the Declaration of Independence meant for not just America, but the world. The universal rights that were decreed in there uh, have inspired the world to freedom and liberty, Stu. It was all done here in the U.S. And I must say, Stu, our Virginia boys had a whole lot to do with it. We had more delegates there than any other state. Not that I'm competitive that way, Stu. Stu, you know one of the things I've always loved about July 4th? What's that? Is the organic nature of it. If we were in some centralized state universe, France, we would be told how to celebrate the 4th of July. There would be, the government would be all involved. But still, every little town, every little village um, has their own organic 4th of July. I can think of growing up in the Northern Neck, folks who are around the world, we live in Virginia, we're very close to a bunch of rivers that flow out of the Chesapeake Bay. And there are lots of little villages and towns and people enjoy that part of the Commonwealth because the water is so beautiful and uh, there's a lot of summer activity there. Well, a lot of these little villages, some are old steamboat villages. I mean, nobody tells them to have a, a 4th of July party. People just do it. And that's liberty, Stu. That's the essence of America. Still, you know what's not America is Chicago. 
uh, as we're filming this, as of Saturday night, 60 people had been shot, 15 dead, some of whom are children. And then to uh, Sunday, Stu, we hear that there was a mass shooting in Highland Park. That's up the lake outside of Chicago. We really don't know much about that at this time, other than I've heard six dead and 24 wounded. Um, the shooter was some kid. Stu, I bet you a, a, a hundred bucks that that kid, no matter what his political philosophy is, was on psychiatric drugs. Almost all of these sh shooters are on meds. And it's a big scandal in this, this country, Stu, that these doctors just hand this stuff out like candy. Stu, while I'm on that subject of meds, let's talk about drugs. Um, Guatemalan President Giamatte, he had an interview with Breitbart over the weekend, and it's fascinating. He's a conservative in Central America, and he was quite harsh. He said, you know, the drug problem, 50% of all drugs in the world are consumed in the United States. And he said, Venezuela, um, Maduro, the president, the communist, um, is in the cartel business. And he's aligned with a cartel uh, of terrorists uh, out of Colombia, they're called FARC. It's a revolutionary group. And what he's saying is Biden is coming down to Venezuela, uh, taking them off of the embargo list so we can buy their oil. Now think about this, Stu. We can produce our own oil, uh, but we're going to buy it from this totalitarian state. Not only are we going to enrich them and prop them up, yo puedo verme en muchas necesidades, pero no pactaría con el diablo. Irle a comprar petróleo a Venezuela, a Maduro, que ha cometido crímenes en contra del pueblo venezolano, que tiene la inmigración más grande, eso es negociar con el diablo. Y eso es romper con los principios. Si yo creo en la democracia, Maduro puede tener petróleo, yo necesidad, pero no le compro un galón, no se lo compro. Por una simple y sencilla razón, estaría alimentando al demonio. But we are financing a huge drug cartel that sends cocaine and other drugs into the United States. Um, also, Venezuela is heavily in debt to, to Moscow, so buying the oil from them they're paying off their debt to Moscow, which they ordinarily couldn't do. Um, anyway, Stu, it just shows you how demented our president is. Um, wanting to buy oil from a communist dict dictator that is illegally selling drugs in the United States. What Giamatti also says is he thinks that we are letting Maduro do this and not enforcing the law such that we can buy oil from him. It's going to, it's part of the deal. It's unbelievable, Stu. All right, Stu, um, let's get back to some other news.
Jeff Bezos over the weekend, maybe on Friday, he said something to the effect that inflation is far too important of a problem uh, for the White House to keep making statements like this. And the, st and the statement he was talking about is Joe Biden pointing the finger at individual gas stations and pretty much blaming the high price of gas uh, on them. And then he said, um, this is either um, misdirection on their part or a deep misunderstanding of uh, market dynamics. Well, Stu, let me explain something. Um, we had this Kareem, uh, what's her name, Jean-Pierre, uh, go from the president's press office and attack uh, Bezos. And she said, oil has dropped 15%, but gas prices haven't come down. And Stu, let me explain the economics. I've actually owned gas stations before. If you have a tank of gas uh, and it's almost it's almost empty, the profit you made, let's just use simple mathematics. Let's say you were paying a dollar for the gas, okay? Um, all of a sudden you got to pay two dollars to fill that that tank up. You got to come up with twice the money stuff that you ordinarily would when gas prices rise. So naturally you're going to raise your prices, but you have to pay for that gas before it's sold to the consumer. Then on the way down, Stu, let's, let's reverse it. Uh, uh, first of all, let's call replacement cost. On the way down, you got, say, a tank full of gas. If you pay $2 a gallon for it, all of a sudden the price of gas drops to a dollar you're losing money on everything you are selling. Um, so they don't understand the way that economics works and replacement costs works, too. But after a while, these things even out. And what these folks have no idea of is how competitive the gasoline industry is. I mentioned on our podcast before, when I used to own gas, gas stations, you tinker with it all the time thinking, hmm, maybe if I drop my price, I'll have more value. More people come into the store um, to, to buy gas and they'll buy a candy bar or a Slurpee or this or that. Um, but whenever I would drop my gas prices, you know, a penny, two pennies, three pennies, a nickel, everybody else within 30 miles would match me. And Stu, that is the market at work, okay? How many electric plug-in stations are there, Stu? There are hardly any, okay? Um, but how many gas stations are there? They're on every street corner, Stu. Anybody, it's so convenient to get gas, and it's a hell of a competitive business. And to, um, to blame these guys uh, is just reprehensible. And Jeff Bezos, I think, is right. Uh, I don't think it's mis it's misdirection for sure, uh, but they really don't understand economics at all, Stu. They've all worked for the government their whole life. And let me just say this, Stu. Listen carefully. They're dumber than dog shit. What do you have to say about it, Stu? Jean-Pierre went a step further, and she said, 
But I guess it's not surprising that you think oil and gas companies use market power to reap record profits at the expense of the American people is the way our economy is supposed to work, which I think is very catty and very bitchy. And I don't like it. And so then John Kirby, who's the National Security Council coordinator, he was on TV on Sunday saying, Misdirection is a pretty serious allegation from a business mogul who happens to be the owner of the Washington Post. I, I think that anybody that knows President Biden knows he's plain spoken and he tells you exactly what he's thinking and in, in, in terms that everybody can understand. So I think we obviously take great exception at the idea that this is somehow misdirection. The president is speaking honestly with the, uh, honestly with the American people uh, about the, uh, what he's trying to do to bring the prices down. I don't think Joe Biden is effectively communicating. You know, say what you will about Ross Perot, but he had those infomercials where he came on TV with his charts and he talked you through his thoughts on the economy for at least an hour. We're not getting that from this president. We're not getting that from anyone on this president's team saying, I know the average American is probably economically illiterate. This is what's going on right now. So they're not making a good case. And it's just, it's once again, it's kind of like how they were handling the Afghanistan issue, where it's just like, you guys aren't intelligent enough to understand it, but we're doing a really good job. And when we see criticism, they're not getting the, they're not, they don't have the real picture. They're not, they don't see the picture the way we see the picture. Just like the Afghani watchdog group saying, well, you guys did a terrible job. And now they don't have any of the statistics because the Biden administration's mad at them that we covered about two weeks ago, but it's just a very, it's just, it just shows you how messed up things are that even though they have their own take on it, they're not really effectively even showing you a take. I can't, I can't even steel man their economic take and make a case for it because there isn't, there is none other than blame Russia. Well, they're children. They think like children. Um, they don't have the cognitive capacity to actually stay in a thought process and realize the causes and effects and the ripple effects of economic policy. They are shrill and they act out of emotion and they believe like children do, like children believe in Santa Claus, they believe in climate change. Uh, and nothing can convince them that it's a hoax. Um, so they wanted to, they, they can't think through the fact that they are destroying the country for nothing, for something that doesn't exist. And then on the other side of things, let's keep in mind that people like Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen, they were all incorrect when they said, you know, the inflation is transitory. Well, Stu, they're the expert class, and the expert class are not experts. They're idiots. They're wrong all the time. And one of the problems, Stu, is people have no concept of history. Not only is it the long-term history, but the short-term short-term history, and that these people who are thrust into a position of authority, so many people believe them because they're just in a position of authority. Of, authority, but they don't have the historical perspective to just look back at the things they've said over the last month, six months, a year, five years, to see how wrong they always are. Moving on to Ukraine, we don't hear much about it now. 
the Donbass region, we said early on that was the core of what this whole issue was about. And um, we got ridiculed like everybody else um, who stated what the real issues were. Well, Stu, it looks as though um, the Russians are making a lot of headway in the Donbass uh, region. And that had they negotiated that up front, the United States might have saved $63 billion. Uh, but Stu, here's the danger of all this, is the Biden administration has hitched its wagon to war, okay? That is the excuse now for all of their disastrous neo-Marxist policies. Uh, well, it's the war in, in Ukraine. Of course, it's all bullshit, but they have a political incentive to see that war be protracted out so they can always use it as an excuse. And that's dangerous, Stu. Um, Stu, I have a, you know, Stu, you know how I'm always right about everything and I can kind of see things that no one else can see. It's like I'm clairvoyant or something. Uh, I'm like that guy on the Johnny Carson show who could just predict things. Okay. Cassidy, Cassidy Hutchinson, in November, she had received a subpoena and she reached out to these conservative groups to help her. But that's what happened. Okay. Well, she's only 25 years old. She obviously doesn't have the money to pay the legal fees. And at the time, the January 6th committee, the Stalinist January 6th committee, is putting its thumbs on everybody, anywhere associated with Donald Trump to just ruin them. So what obviously has happened, Stu, she went up and she met with some of these folks and they said, we will leave you alone um, and you won't have to get a lawyer. We'll give you lawyers from the Democratic Party uh, and all you have to do is lie. And I guarantee you that's what's happened. The latest thing that the wacko environmental class wants is they want us to eat bugs. Uh, they say that 14.5% of all uh, carbon greenhouse emissions come from cattle. Uh, therefore, we have to like get rid of it, Stu, and eat bugs. These people are fucking nuts. And of course, 14.5% of methane gas does not come from cows farting. And if it does, big deal. Uh, I've said it over and over and over, Stu. Carbon is a natural substance. Um, we cannot live without carbon dioxide. It greens the planets. It's all a bunch of horseshit. Stu, uh, there were over 7,000 flights that were canceled over the weekend. Um, Mayor Pete, breastfeeding man, Mayor Pete, uh, he, the way he reacted to this was he said, you deserve a refund if you have your flight canceled. Well, way to work through the problem there, Pete. Still, let me just ask the world one thing. Did we have these problems before the government shut the fucking economy down and shut the, the airline industry down? No. Cause and effect 
These motherfuckers in the government caused this problem themselves. And then he wants to blame, you know, the airlines. Um, Still, one other interesting article, I think, that um, um, I read in the paper here locally that uh, Commonwealth's attorneys in the state of Virginia have said they're not going to prosecute certain, certain abortion crimes if indeed um, this legislature criminalizes abortion in certain circumstances. Stu, first of all, there's been no law like that, but it's a pretty dangerous, Stu, when prosecutors say they're not going to enforce the law, whatever the law is. All right, Stu. That's what I got. I'm just going to cover a few things real quick. So a few interesting stories happened over the weekend. So um, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. Ilhan Omar was booed at the Somali (laughs) music event in Minneapolis. Okay. And they, they didn't even let her talk, which is super fascinating. And near the end of last week, there was the story that came out about how gun violence in Minnesota was worse than the Somali refugee camp. That's a direct quote from Ilhan Omar. All I have to say about that is, geez, I wonder if defunding the police has anything to do with that. Gee, gosh. Hmm. And then this is a woman who I personally think is spineless. There have been moments where she has showed a spine. You know, she actually had some good takes on the First Amendment about five months ago. But, you know, she at the end of the day, she's a spineless politician. And I think her constituents have put that together finally. But, you know, she would go from questioning Biden's airstrikes in Somalia. But at the end of the day, she's spineless. And so... Um, some people might be aware of the gentleman who is running against Ilhan Omar, uh, Royce White. He used to be in the NBA. Um, he's pretty awesome. He's, I've seen him on War Room. I've seen him on Timcast. You know, he really gets straight to it. And I'm he's very- a badass. He's also like fourth generation um, black guy, fourth generation Minnesotan. Yeah. This bitch has only been in the country, what, 15 years? Uh, I know she was born in 1982. I don't know what year she flees. Now, what year did she marry her brother, Stu? Hmm. That's a good question. But uh, Royce White had this to say. Uh, the Somalis in Minneapolis are booing Ilhan Omar because they're starting to see the truth. They're being misrepresented by the bourgeois puppets chosen by the establishment to exploit identity politics. In other words, Ilhan Omar is a sellout, and I called it months ago. And he did. Have, he does have this penned article called his letter to Ilhan Omar, and it's it's very interesting. And so, I think this is a good sign that he might win. Come, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be just pretty awesome to see. And kind of related to that a little bit, the Hill they had an article today called "Black Republicans Energized Ahead of Midterms," and there's a lot of truth to that. And the article was. Okay, it's a good article until you get to the end, and then they start talking about Uncle Tom's and how 
there are many people who are perceived as Uncle Toms. And we kind of saw that last week where <laughs> we had a... Perceived by whom? By the radical left wing. But, but, but we saw that last week when uh, Kat- Katanji Brown-Jackson is sworn in and all the news headlines are, you know, first black Supreme Court justice and have completely redacted the fact that Clarence Thomas exists and completely redact the fact that Thurgood, Mar- Thurgood Marshall also was a su- Supreme Court uh, justice. And Over so it's 50 just, years or 60 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. To see. What did I say about not having any knowledge of history? Still? Yeah. And it's very 1984 where it's the only the present matters. And, you know, if you, if you see any flaws in their analysis of history or their facts, you know, it's disinformation. So just kind of interesting to see how all these little things kind of tie together a little bit. But that's really all I got for you today. And, you know, uh, maybe by the time we get to 2023, uh, we'll have fireworks again at Mount Rushmore for the 4th of July. But uh, as long as President Biden's around, uh, that's probably not going to happen. What could be more anti-American than not having fireworks at Mount Rushmore? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite part of Fourth of July. It's the gun, but the smell of gunpowder in the air reminds <laughs> me of freedom. But yeah, so I hope everyone had a great Fourth of July, and you know, give us a like, comment, subscription, and. Help us in the good fight, you know. Yeah, y'all get off your asses out there and hit the subscribe button, all right? We're very close to 10,000 on Facebook. That that would be great. So help us. That, yeah. All right, Stu, go get them. Later. Bye. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. <laughs>